0: Where does the name Morocco come from?
1: It comes from the goat skin, which is Moroc.: So, in, so is yeah. the
0: word in Arabic "Morak" for goat skin? No, no,
1: no, no, no. In in Arabic, it's different. You say, but in the old, spoken, remotely spoken Berber, I guess that's the origin. That's the origin of the term Morocco. Th-
0: the goat skin. Yes. Yes. And you were telling me yesterday that goat skin is very tough. Very so, tough. so even very even tough. now people will say, that, oh, if you're the, a Moroc, Mar- Mar- uh,
1: Very tough and the animal has a different character. It's not like a ship or whatever you know. It's, it, it is very agile. It could jump in the airs. It's, it is a risk taker.
0: Hi, this is Kyle Tierman. I've recorded almost 200 podcast episodes, but this is the first of its kind. As a journalist and surfer, I spend a lot of my time chasing stories and swells around the world. If you listen to this podcast a lot, chances are you're the kind of weirdo like me who also has a voracious appetite for surfing, traveling, and learning cool shit. I was in Morocco for a few weeks traveling alone with a surfboard in one hand and a microphone in the other. This special episode is a rant about my trip, mixed with audio from the field. It's meant to give you some useful travel tips, as well as the feeling of what it was like to be in Morocco. I only saw a fraction of this beautiful country, but hopefully this will be enough to wet your palate. If you like this episode and you want to take a deeper dive into Morocco, you might want to check out my last three interviews with historian Ahmed Jali, Big Wave Surfer, Othman Shufani, and Environmental Activist, Saad Abid. You'll get to know all three of these guys in this episode. If you have feedback from me of any kind, head over to kyle.surf slash podcast or click the link below this episode and it will take you there. I read all of the comments and will do my best to respond. That's also where you can check out the show notes from this episode. You can also click the link below this episode to sign up for my weekly newsletter, where I deliver you a short story every Friday. You might want to start with the recent one I wrote about getting seduced by a gay waiter on my birthday in Essaouira. Thank you to everyone who donates to this podcast on Patreon. I rely on people like you to keep this show going. If you dig my stuff, you can click the link below and donate the equivalent of a cup of coffee every month. It makes a huge difference thank you also to Santa Cruz Medicinals. They are our only sponsor for this show and they've been with us since the beginning. I've been using three drops of their CBD tincture right before I go to sleep and it's helped me a lot with jet lag since I've returned from my trip. My buddy Chris Ryan, who does the show Tangentially Speaking, gave me one of those aura rings so that I can track my sleep cycles and I noticed that my sleep score improves when I take CBD. So I have some data to back it up. If you want to get some CBD at a discount, head over to scmedicinals.com, type in the code name KYLE10 at checkout, and get 10% off your order. That's scmedicinals.com. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope that you dig this first episode of Check with Kyle. I came to Morocco because of an Instagram message I got from a guy named Saad Abid. He told me that the U.S. Embassy of Morocco was supporting his environmental organization to do a massive beach cleanup in the city of Agadir. Like nearly every other country around the world, Morocco is dealing with an epidemic of plastic pollution. And they wanted an American surfer-slash-activist to give a speech at the cleanup. Lucky me, I fit the bill. I only had five days' notice, but Morocco has world-class waves and has been on the top of my list for a while. I literally have a post-it note next to my bed of all the places I want to travel and Morocco is at the top of it. When I arrived in Casablanca, Saad picked me up in a fully loaded jeep and took me out to lunch for Tajin, a well-known dish named after the piping hot ceramic bowl that it's served in. All right, first meal in Morocco, what are we eating? <laughs>
2: You're eating tagine with eggs, with a special type of uh, meat uh, and uh, black olives with olive oil. Uh, And it's presented in a small tagine. And uh, to drink, you're going to have avocado, a lot of exotic fruits, and uh, nuts,
0: dates, everything mixed with with the juice. Enjoy. When I picked up a piece of bread, Saad swiftly corrected me on my technique.
2: So in Morocco, we use a lot of bread in our food. So in a tagine like this, you need to point the two fingers, hold the piece of bread, and with the thumb, press all the food towards the bread with the two fingers and eat.
0: The waves in Morocco are biggest from November through March. You're going to want to bring a 3-2 and a 4-3 wetsuit. Casablanca picks up more swell than almost any other spot along the coast, and I surfed a really fun beach break with sod. There's a lot to see, but it's also a big city of almost 4 million people and there's a lot of pollution. And the driving is absolutely nuts. I can confidently say that navigating the roads of Casablanca will be the sketchiest part of your trip. We used Saad's car on the four-hour trip south to Agadir, but later in the trip, I used a bus company called CTM that I highly recommend, and I'll link to it on my site, kyle.surf slash podcast. The exchange rate in Morocco is roughly 10 dirham to $1, and the four-hour bus ride cost about 20 bucks. Everything's pretty cheap, but there's also a lot of haggling that goes down, so you got to be ready for that. The coast around Agadir is littered with fun right-hand point breaks for all level surfers, including the most well-known spot, Anchor Point, where locals will try to sell you biscuits, tea, and trinkets.
2: So what's your name? My name is Friday. I'm always in the spots. The spots, people here, it's very happy. Anchor Point is a famous place. And what are you selling here? i sell in the ponchos, changing mats, everybody's happy with Friday. And why
0: are these mats the best? Everything is the best. (laughs) After the surf, I sat down with Saad to learn more about his organization, Association Bahari. What was it like uh, for the first beach cleanup that you organized? We were, uh,
2: I think, 100 people, and it was really hard to gather everybody. And then when I remember that day when we started the beach cleanup, some other people on the beach that didn't participate were making fun of us because uh, uh, it wasn't normal to see people clean the beach. Normally, it's the people who are paid to do it, like a company. And they told us like, "Why are you doing this for? Because it's other people' trash. It's not your responsibility." And uh, we tried to explain them that uh, it's our jobs as citizens to do something for our country when we see something that we don't like. And little by little, we started having more people, more and more people, until, like, uh, I remember the best beach cleanup, the biggest we did, was, like, 4,592 people in Casablanca.
0: The next day, Saad got hundreds of people to show up for the cleanup in Agadir and filled dozens of industrial-sized trash bags with rubbish. One thing I didn't expect, but probably should have, was how much emphasis was put on the strong relationship between Morocco and the United States. The two countries have a free trade agreement and a long-standing history together. It's common knowledge among Moroccans that in 1777, they were the first country to recognize the U.S. as a sovereign nation. When I went up to give my talk in front of the crowd, they introduced me as the ambassador of my country, and I was backdropped by an American flag. The United States is currently at war with seven nations. We have a defense budget of more than $750 billion. Our president has turned human history into a reality TV show. Given the state of things, I express my patriotism more often through critique of US foreign policy than docile complacency. If you want to sit in on an ultimate awkward Kyle moment, it was when they played me up on stage in front of a few hundred Moroccans to this song. But I also realized that this probably wasn't the place to get all born on the 4th of July. So I talked about the importance of civic engagement, resisting single-use plastic, and calling out corporations that produce these products and shift the burden onto society. After the event, Saad garnered national media attention around the cleanup. It was very impressive.
2: Hey Kyle, uh, you're going to be on uh, national Moroccan national TV tonight at uh, 9.15 and tomorrow at
0: 12.45. Deux grands surfers ont répondu présents pour la bonne cause, l'américain Kyle Tierman et le marocain Sada Abid. Les détails dans ce reportage de Houssinou Zig et Agoumad le reste I think that plastic pollution is. One of Je pense que la pollution plastique est l'un des problèmes majeurs de notre époque. Les générations futures nous reprocheront notre rôle dans cette catastrophe environnementale. A lot of Moroccans speak English, French, and their own dialect of Arabic, but they appreciate it if you at least attempt a few words in their native tongue. A few of the most useful words I learned were salam aleikum which means peace be with you. This is a standard greeting, and it's also standard to kiss men and women on both of their cheeks. Salam alaikum. Kiss on both cheeks. They'll be psyched. Shokran. Shokran means thank you. Yala. Yala means let's go. And Safi. Safi means enough, or that's good. Whenever I'm trying to get insider's knowledge in a new place, I like to go to the bar, buy a round, and ask some questions. At a New Year's Eve party, I learned this valuable tidbit. So you say a lot of people get sick when they come to Morocco.
1: Everyone gets sick when they come to Morocco, and I think it's, it comes from the water. It comes from the water. Yeah. And so you cannot avoid it, so you're just what, gonna get sick, you have to deal with it. What advice would
0: you give to someone if they wanna come to Morocco and not get sick?
1: Get medicines. What kind of medicines? They're, they're gonna get sick. What kind just of medicines? get used to it, I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's not very helpful. Get something
1: for, I don't know.
0: If, right, to if, not if, vomit. if, here's a question. All right, question. You're gonna
1: vomit and you're gonna get the shits. You have car. to get ready for that.
0: <laughs> no matter who you are. Yeah, it's gonna happen. That's for
1: sure. If you're not from here, you're gonna get that. But it's, it's, it's from okay. It's worth it.
0: Do you drink the water? Yeah. You do.
1: Yeah. We're good.
0: We're good with this. But you think that you didn't tourists, get sick. I haven't gotten sick yet. No, no, no. Knock on wood. Oh, no, Do knock on wood. For what it's worth, I was drinking the tap water in Agadir, and I didn't get sick. But I hear that if you're in Tagazut, which is the next town over and also has really fun waves, do not drink the water. At the New Year's Eve party, I also met up with a local named Othman Shufani, also known as Hotman. He's a pro surfer with an electric personality who consistently visits Mavericks, a spot close to my home in Santa Cruz where the waves get to be the size of six-story buildings. It's easy for it to come across as cheesy, but there is a bond that forms among surfers when you ride the biggest waves of your life together. And Hotman welcomed me into his crew, let me stay at his house, and talked big wave surfing during a hash laden podcast that we recorded together. And then you can fail sometimes and you just feel the whole ocean on you and compressing and you're like, whoa, I'm getting raped by the ocean right now. <laughs> yeah. Just like, whoa, no, that was the that was a bad one. That was you know underwater? Whoa, this is the one that You know, you're like, oh, Uh, it's dark down here. (laughs) Oh my, no, you can just, me, I can just feel the power. Yeah. Sometimes I just felt boom, and I'm like, huh? And then sometimes I'm just like, oh no, one of those. All right, beast mode. Don't panic, bro, you train for that. Just cruise, I talk to myself. The next day, I got this voice memo from Saad on WhatsApp. There is like four days of Safi and I think it's worth coming. Safi is one of the best surf spots in the country, a few hours north of Agadir. It's a 500 meter long, barreling right-hand sandbar on par with any world-class wave. I actually wouldn't recommend going here unless you're a really experienced surfer because it's a critical wave and highly competitive lineup. But if you know what you're doing, it's a place where you can get the longest barrel of your life. Then, on the last day of the swell, this happened.
1: You're going to vomit and you're going to get the shits. You have to get ready for that.
0: And I couldn't move for three days. Moroccans take their hospitality very seriously. And Mehdi, the owner of the hotel, got me medicine from the pharmacy and the whole staff nursed me back to health. Here's the owner, Mehdi. And how do you pronounce the name of your spot? Uh, Safi is Ras Levin. Ras, what is it? Ras lifa, it means viper's head in Arabic. Viper's head? Yeah, in Arabic. Ras... Ras lifa. Ras lifa. Yeah. Viper's head. Viper's head. I like it. Right (laughs) on, Matty, you're the man. You too, you too. The swell was dropping, and I wanted to experience a bit more of the culture. I asked locals about Marrakesh, but the intel I got was that Marrakesh is really hectic and touristy, and if I wanted a more mellow experience, I should go to Essewara, a city defined by its historic maze of alleyways inside castle walls, a cinematic setting a full three miles in diameter. Remember when Cersei Lannister was forced to strip naked and atone for her sins by walking through a mob of angry peasants? That was shot in Essaouira. The Keanu Reeves movie, John Wick, was also shot there. The alleyways are too narrow for cars, so the streets are filled with merchants selling cashmere scarves, handmade rugs, and food of all kinds. Earlier in the trip, one of Hotman's friends gave me the contact of a historian named Ahmed Jali, who lives in Essaouira and gives tours of the medina. Ahmed is a fit, middle-aged man with a goatee and glasses. He embodies a calmness that makes your shoulders drop when you're with him, and he speaks about history and philosophy with the precision that comes from a lifetime dedicated to learning. Of course, I had to get him on the podcast.
1: You know, the last studies made about, you know, DNA studies about the Homo sapiens, you know, the origin of the, the humans is Morocco. Is it? Yeah, check it. You can go and check it online, and you'll be amazed by these kind of results.
0: Some of the oldest human fossils, yes, the fossils yes, come from Morocco. Yes, very
1: old kind of fossils. It's amazing. Life is like a wheel; it's all connected, and the past is always in the present time, and it's part of the future. You know. So we, when you understand the past, you know, then you have the key to understand the present time, and then you can project a good picture for the future. But sometimes people, they don't care about the past, you know, which is a pity. This is Morocco and it's a big gate to Africa. We are only 10 miles from Spain, you know, so it's been always like a melting pot land where people they get mixed up and live in fusion accept the differences, you know. And uh, when you uh, live with a community, people they live from trading, which means they're used to travel They're used to strangers, you know, and they do believe in day-to-day kind of market. And when you are in the market, you must be open and psychologically speaking, you must be prepared to the day of the market because you do business. You don't care about the color of the one who is in front of you or his race or religion or tongue, whatever. You do business with respect. In the Islamic Arabic world, I guess, Morocco was called, Moroccans they were called the hippies of the Islamic Arabic world. If you see things from a human perspective, let's live together. My belief doesn't bother you, Yours, if you don't believe, doesn't bother me. But let's live together with respect, with harmony, with the differences. Did you uh, have the opportunity to travel when you were young? Uh... Uh, I've never been abroad. Never been to abroad? be honest, but a big travel in my head.
0: You do. Yes. This is true. I
1: have never been abroad, but I will do the tour of the world. This is going to be more than 80 days. Where are you I going would to go? like to stand in front of a Van Gogh. I would like to see the pyramids in Egypt. I'd like to be in Tibet, being a part of America to enjoy jazz or blues, you know, in Russia to enjoy the architecture of some places, to be in, I don't know, Iceland, you know, to enjoy the ecological system of Iceland to be in Africa to enjoy a safari to walk next to a rhinoceros or whatever you know <laughs> that's life you know it's it's there it, the world is so big out there and if we don't tolerate each other we will distinguish one day it's respect me I respect you and that's it do your thing I don't mind and that's it that's it man
0: Mark Twain once wrote, travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness. And many of our people need it sorely on these accounts. I came to Morocco because an opportunity fell into my lap. I'd like to pay this forward to our friend Ahmed so that he can take his first trip abroad. Although I'm not in a position to do this myself, I'm closing this podcast with a challenge to you to help send Ahmed on his first trip. If you have miles on a credit card or want to donate money to the cause, send an email to info at kyle.surf and we'll work out the details. Thanks to Saad Abid, Hotman, Association Bahari, the U.S. Embassy of Morocco, Surf Green Morocco, and all the locals for giving me a wave. Thank you to Nash Howe for the original intro track. Thank you to Patagonia for all of your support over the years. And thank you to Santa Cruz Medicinals for supporting each and every one of these episodes. If you want to get 10% off CBD, head over to scmedicinals.com and type in the codename KYLE10 at checkout. Thank you to everyone who donates to this show on Patreon. You can click the link below this show to donate. Even just a few bucks a month makes a huge difference. And finally, thank you to everyone who rates this show on iTunes. It increases the visibility and allows other people to find it. I'm going to play you out with a song that was recorded on the streets of Esawara. Shokran and salaam aleikum.